albums. We're live. We're never live. Although Todd wants us to do a Facebook Live. Yeah, we've been talking about Facebook Live forever. I don't want to do Facebook Live because, like, I don't want it to be... Like, people are actually liking Facebook now, though. I'm afraid I'll have, like, a bandana on. Yeah, and it'll fall off. (laughs) No, I'm afraid people will see my mannerisms and just hate me. I have body issues. Face issues. You've got all... It's funny. Start the show. You haven't started the show. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. No, you start it. Uh, hi, uh, welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. I'm Chris. Yeah, I know who you are. And, um, you're sitting with a disgruntled Dave. I'm not disgruntled. I just, I think I'm learning something about you right now. This is, I'm learning, I'm learning. (laughs) What? You have like a OCD, borderline OCD. Yeah, I have to make my bed every day. You can't, you don't feel good if I don't do that at the beginning. I can't leave any dishes in the sink. And you don't want to start with different music. It has to always be the same music. I vacuum the couch. But you do? Yeah. Interestingly enough, I was stupid enough to believe that your call for, what's the word, uh, order, what was it? Was, you wanted every episode to be the same. What's the word for that? I don't know. There's a word for that. Consistency? There's another word. But you're, and I figured... Oh, you, the beginning, of the, I think it's great. The same music and the same thing, because it's like comforting. You tune in, you're like, oh, here's Dopey. I need my Dopey for the week. You want this different song in the beginning? I'm telling you, repetition breeds success. You know what I want? I want I want the fucking Monster Mash for the Halloween episode. That's all I've always wanted, and we never do that. What is the Monster Mash? Do you not know what the Monster Mash is? No, oh. I do, but just play it for me. Oh. And get the fucking crunkles of this... Dark chocolate away. Somebody recently wrote in and they said they prefer the crunkles of the dark chocolate to the sound of the vape. But we also had a thread on Reddit. Did you see this? No. Who said, I really miss Chris's vaping. Oh, I did see that. And it got like... You never stopped vaping, though. (laughs) You never stopped vaping. And we got like 10 upvotes. You never stopped vaping. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like we haven't recorded Dopey in a long time? It's been two weeks. But doesn't it feel like a long time? It does, because my schedule's been so full. And that fucking Sam Cutler, that drained the shit out of me, homie. Yeah, man, that was... It was such an attempt. Such an attempt. Was, That's a nice way to put it. It was just an attempt. Dopey, what'd you think about it? Why do you need that? I'm just asking them. What'd they think? We didn't get any feedback. That's because they're trying to be nice to me. Did we get any feedback? We oh, got, that one guy said he One guy it. didn't like it, and then a bunch of people wrote on Facebook that they did, but... Um, the people I work with would love it. Listen, I don't want any feedback unless you liked it. I know it wasn't that good. I give myself a B-. minus. I give Cutler around the same. It what was, did I say to you when I listened to it? It was better than you thought it was. Yeah, I, li- I, really, I, was, I was engaged in the first half, but then, like, you guys started interrupting each other because the connection was bad. You just wouldn't and stop talking. I, I just was trying to get him on track. I didn't want to talk about Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to. This is, I mean, like, what am I going to say? It's horrible that some man killed Why don't you the treat him the way you treat me? It would be funny. He would just hang up the phone. <laughs> He's like your idol. He's not my idol. You wanted to dazzle with all your knowledge, and it didn't really work. He was not dazzled. <laughs> he was not dazzled at all. He wasn't. It's not how I wanted. I to saw dazzle. you trying. It's like you had these questions that you thought it was just going to blow him away, and he's like, "Actually, that's false." 
That's not true. The was, one about Mick Jagger and uh, Jerry Garcia, that got shut down real quick. It's because he puts those guys up on a pedestal. Yeah. If you watched it from where I... And, like, the, the thing that I... if I don't want this to be Dopey, the podcast about us talking about the one of the worst episodes of Dopey. <laughs> but the biggest mistake I made on that episode was I didn't... Ex- First of all, I went backwards in time instead of forwards in time. That was a big mistake. Yeah. The biggest mistake you made was the Hell's Angel thing. Because it sounded really interesting, and I had no clue what you were talking about. Well, Well, let's not talk about it. Well, then why did you bring it all up? You're starting starting to try to dazzle me with the fact you listened to it, Basically. Oh, man. I think it's so funny that if we did Facebook Live, you'd be worried that they wouldn't like you because of your face things. Because of my face. I think that's amazing. I mean, you don't like my face, do you? Uh, I don't mind it, Chris. I, I listen, man. I am a huge supporter of you. I might be the biggest basher of you in the world, but I'm also one of the biggest supporters. You disagree? No, I think so. There's fake ass motherfuckers out there who talk shit to you about how great they might think you are. Who's but, that? I don't know. <laughs> but I actually know you better than them. Yeah. Yeah. Just shut up. This is for Halloween. Here, that the Monster Mash is important, and it is this month. Hunt. To my surprise, he did the mash. He did the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. You don't like the Monster Mash? No, I know this. I'm trying to think of what this was in recently that I watched. It's at the end of a classic Simpsons. That's what. It and it was like a Simpsons like uh, Christmas episode or a Valentine's Day episode, and they end it with the Monster Mash or something. It's a classic. Um, Before we get going, yes. let's just give a big old shout out to Tim from the UK. He uh, sent us uh, over $200 in Bitcoins as a donation, which, I mean, we don't ask for donations, and he volunteered it. I gave him my Bitcoin wallet address or whatever, and he sent it. I didn't think he had to spend that much, uh, send that much. And he also sent us a big box of all these chocolates from London, which we're going to take pictures of us eating and put on Instagram, but I don't have it yet, so it won't be till the what next What do you session. think that's about? And he was also really cool. He said, we are welcome to stay at his flat. Mm. You know what a flat is? Yeah. What is it? It's an apartment. Nice. Or a condo. I don't know. If I said I was going to drive this lorry down the street. But so thank you, Tim. Dave? I'm kind of uncomfortable with the fact that he gave us money. I, um, well, it's funny because he sent us... $20, and I was, like, so grateful. I, I immediately, like, I got the email saying, I was like, oh, thank you so much. And he sent us, like, .003 bitcoins. And he's like, oh, whoops. And he meant to send .03 or something, or point something like that. And Listen, Tim, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's so cool, dude. I've made my day. But let me say something to the dope. I told my dad. I was like, some What guys, did he say? He thought it was pretty cool, but then I showed him um, the email from Troy's mom, and... I thought he was going to think it was not cool, but like... What do you think about that? It made him depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bet you the monster match would cheer him right up. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, listen, uh, Tim, thank you for the money. Dopey Nation, anybody who wants to give us money, we don't need your money. 
What I want, I want. Well, we actually do. <laughs> we're not gonna. What are they gonna? Good, we're making it work. We're making it work. You ourselves. want their money? I don't want their money, but I would like to make money off of Dopey. But I not mean, from them. No. I mean, I I only borrow the bare necessities from my family. You're gonna ask the Dopey Nation for money? No, I didn't ask for the money. I, I just I like to make money off of Dopey. Well, this I, is what I want. Add something. There's two things that I want. Yeah. One thing is we need we need more reviews. We need more reviews than Omar. All I need, you guys, there's fucking thousands of you listening to this episode. We just need 40 reviews. Yeah. And then we'll have more than Omar. 43. So just, if you haven't written one, write write fucking a review and get your friend. And then we'll have more than Omar. I don't care. You can give us one star. You care about that. I just like that little number to go up. Yeah, you you get 43 one-star reviews, you'll get depressed. You'll need the monster mash then, I'm (laughs) telling you that. But the other thing I want, I've been thinking about this, and I know this isn't going to be interesting to you. On Twitter, yeah. my Twitter, I started a whole thing on Twitter today that got a little bit of traction, yeah. dealing with the opioid crisis and Donald Trump's... From Dopey? Yeah. How come I used to get emails from Twitter when people would respond? I don't get those anymore. Twitter asked me if they, they thought that you didn't need to hear about it anymore. So I don't know anything that goes on on Twitter ever anymore. All I talk about is you and your face, <laughs> your facial expressions. Um, but seriously, what I want from... I, listen, I know I'm not good at Twitter. And I would love for someone who's great. I think I'm pretty fucking good at Instagram. Dude, my Insta- everyone sends you fucking shit and you put it up. My Insta's on point. You do a great job of recycling all the work that everybody does for you. <laughs> I have to tell you. And you write nice captions. I do. I, I think you do. I plan them out. I think you do. I usually nice write job. them in the stall while I'm taking a crap at school. And Twitter, Sometimes I do it during class. And you talk to the people. The people, the dopey nation, like what you do. We all know they, they like what you do. They like the way you communicate to them. And I think, and I read them, and I know that I could never do it like you. And so I commend you for that. Thank you. Now, Twitter is a mess. I'm so bad at it. I don't even get it. It's better. It's better than <laughs> I But I know, it. Chris, that if you did Twitter, you'd do it much better than I do. No, I can't. I have a peculiar mental blind spot when it comes to Twitter. I look at it, and I'm like, what is this? I know you, you write would some do words. You're supposed to post a link. Like, what is the purpose of it? I don't know. But the point is this. If you are in the Dopey Nation, get a Twitter account. I want you to write Artie at ArtieQuitter.com and ask him why he's not doing Dopey. If he gets 20 Twitters, he might notice that. Dude, what are you talking about? You fucking gave him a hat and a pastrami sandwich and he doesn't notice you. I think he was high. At that moment. Or he was, like, really low. I think he was really depressed on psych meds or something. Dave and I, uh, in the next, in the ensuing months, we're going to go, uh, Artie Live records his podcast, so we're going to visit him and record it. And we're going to bring him a pastrami sandwich and a hat again. Again. And see if he's like, this is weird. <laughs> this really reminds me of something that happened before. He's not going to remember it, though. But no. make it even better. So, Dopey Nation, in lieu We of- need to record this interaction. You dropped the ball last time because you didn't record it. I know. I'm not, that's not going to happen. I'm again. saying put the fuck... I'll wear a, a shirt with a little thing. We won't even tell him. I'll, I'll see record. recording. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, definitely. That's... what, Dude. Our pledge to you, Dopey Nation. You're going to hear Artie Lang's voice. Whether or not he knows he's on Dopey or not will be revealed. Or we'll, we'll tell him whether he's choosing to be on it or not will be revealed. Actually, he won't be choosing. He won't be choosing. He won't be choosing. But you're going to hear him live. That's our pledge to you. It's By a pledge? 2018. That's your pledge? Are, you want to join me in it? No, I'm not making that. Something, he's going to die before we get there. That's Something's nice. going to happen. What I want, I don't make any pledges. I make a plea 
for I want him to see tweets from you guys about us. That's what I want. Yeah. And we provide you with free entertainment except for Tim Miles, you know, God bless you. Yeah. But the rest of you, you guys are riding on our coattails for free. I think it's still free entertainment because he, he asked us to do it. We didn't even say, here's a thing and you can donate. Yeah? I did make a Patreon account on Podbean, but I didn't... I just made it. I'm glad you didn't put it up. I don't want that. Yeah, I didn't put it up. It's, you and it, me, it's out there in the ether. You and moment. me are too sick. <laughs> I wrote down, we won't spend it on heroin. Nice. We'll spend it on chocolate or something. You, we're too sick to have anything where we can ask for money on Dopey. Because the way we are, we'll just start asking for money. I'm just telling you. We yeah. will. We need to fix the website and then um, sell t-shirts. Yeah. We sell t-shirts, yeah. but right now you can only buy it with PayPal. And Dave and I are such slackers. We never figured it out. And it's just been sitting there with this shitty thing. And then Printful, like as soon as we created it, Printful stopped. Like American Apparel went under and now all the shirts are different. Or We don't even know. We don't know what the hell's going on there. <laughs> yeah. It's like a fish tank that you've never changed the filter on. That's what our website is. It's yeah. like a fish tank <laughs> that you've never changed the filter on and it's like under your desk. And stuff is gradually breaking. (laughs) My friend, one of my best friends growing up had a fish tank like that and uh, he called it the slime tank and then he put it like under his desk and algae grew so much you couldn't see anything. It was just a Were there fish in there? At some point there were. There was a, it was a box, you know, a glass box full of algae and then it became the slime tank and then, like, he put it in the hallway, and one day, I was doing something, and I backed into the slime tank. And I was, like, much different when I was a kid. Like, I didn't say... What, I was, like, a liar, and I yeah. didn't say what was happening, and I was just, <laughs> So I break the slime tank. I put my heel of my foot through the slime tank, and I didn't tell anybody. So all the slime oozes out onto their carpet. Wait, you break out? Is it just straight slime? Is there water in there? I don't get it. There's water, but it's just so water much slime. Oh, yeah. the slime is like preventing the water from coming out? No, this is an aquarium. Yeah. That was left fallow. Yeah. And in the fallowness, without the filter, and in the dark, all sorts of algae developed. Yeah. So the whole tank, which was once just water, is now green, thick with algae. Yeah. So you break the glass and the water doesn't just break like a dam? It did. But I didn't tell anybody. It was on the floor in the hallway outside of their bathroom. And my heel, I was like backing up, (laughs) and my heel put a hole in it, like a small hole in it. And the water comes out, and I didn't tell anybody I did it because I was like, hmm. And maybe they're not going to know it's me. And then somebody goes down the hall and it's in the rug. They're like, Dave, did you do that? And I was like... Yes, and they, they <laughs> I couldn't yes, like because I couldn't, but I couldn't tell them when I. I yeah. was like the kind of kid like I wouldn't try their Filipino. I wouldn't yeah. try their food. <laughs> I was like I get scared at night because it smelled funny. I want to go home, you know. Like, and this is my best friend. Yeah, it's my best friend growing up. Yeah. Um, but so our website is just like the slime tank. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what. Shirts are available. We don't know what products you might be able to buy. Otherwise, we would tell you to buy stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, Should we call Brian now? Fuck. What? We're not recording. Are you kidding? No. Fuck. What did you record? I'm just kidding. We're recording. What a strange thing to do. (laughs) You thought I'd get upset? I thought you'd get more upset. (laughs) I didn't think that was our best material. I figured we could do better. Um, 
I had so much stuff to talk about, but oh. we should just get this out of the way. Who? Are you, what are you doing? We're calling this guy. We're calling him right now? Why not? I had a story, but let's do it. All right, tell your story. You want to? Yeah. I don't know if it's even funny. Well, help me here. Okay, so... I'm sure it's better than my <laughs> slime tank story. So, I, I, Dopey Nation, I manage a sober living every other weekend out in the Berkshires where I used to live. And this kid asked me to tell a story... Again, or he brought up a, a, a part of a story I had told him that I forgot about. And I don't think I've ever said it on... Um, Dopey. Dopey. It's really dumb, actually. It's not funny at all. Please. So is it... Is it your pops? Yeah. Oh. Mr. Allen. No last names this time. Are you on right now? Say hello. Yeah, say hello. Hello, hello. I, there's a line. There's three Chinese ladies who are trying to get rid of American money. So they count that out $41.92 and change and not standing on line waiting for that. Wait, where is this? Right downstairs. Oh. Do you want to buy breakfast treats to donate to Dopey? Well, you didn't want chocolate. Stella. Stella Doro. Oh, I saw this ad for this podcast universe thing on uh, watching a basketball game. There's some kind of a network of podcasts. Podcast universe. We should apply. I don't, yeah, I don't know if this exists. We've tried to join. Imagine universe. me coming in here and saying, "I saw this ad for this podcast universe." What would you say to that? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's called podcast. Universe. What would you say? Uh, I'd say that's a really good idea. What dude. would you say to me? We should apply to it. Amazing. <laughs> Okay. How are you? Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Yeah. All right. I just needed to greet my dad. Now, um, I, we're going to call this guy. Just call the guy. My story sucked, anyways. Okay. Tell, tell the guy. Well, tell them the next. <laughs> no, it sucked. No, it's people wanted sucked. to hear it. So tell the story. How do you know they wanted to hear because it? Because you just brought it back up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Chris was going to tell a story." They <laughs> didn't forget. <laughs> I forgot. So please tell the story. It's not funny. Please. All right. Do I have to beg you for a stupid okay. fucking story? All right. So I got out of this rehab and I was living in a sober living and I started working for this place called Seismic Safety and okay. I was doing earthquake retrofitting and that's you go underneath the house in the crawl space and you go crawl around the house and overalls and you bolt the house to the foundation because when there's an earthquake, basically the house slips off the foundation. And so this was in Southern California where there's earthquakes and it actually ups the resale value of the house if it's earthquake retrofit in these old houses. So, um, you know, it's this job and I go look at it and there's like 40 guys from El Salvador, right, that, that are on all the crews. It's literally, I'm the only gringo and there's like, like whatever, 10 trucks that go out, you know what I mean? And, and I'm the only gringo and it's like 40 El Salvadorian guys. And um, so they tell me before it starts, and it paid it paid like eight dollars an hour. You know, this is two thousand five or something. And was that uh, one of those like daily labor? Kind of no, things? but it was like you ever done that day labor? No, I went and signed up for it, and I never did it. I did day labor a lot. Did you ever ask the answer the question? <laughs> they ask you. It's like it's like so and so calls you a name on the job site. You should a. Punch him in the nose. <laughs> you know those questions. B, sweep the leg. Yeah. <laughs> like C, go to your supervisor. Um, okay, so fucking, I'm in this sober living. It was, uh, I get this shitty job and they tell me and they're so cheap and they're like, you have to bring your own hammer because you have to drive nails a lot. And uh, I work construction when I was like 13. I'm like 21 now, huh. right? And so I go to the, and I'm fucking broke, right? Yeah. You know, my family's not helping out. Like, I got to pay my own sober living. I got to pay for everything, you know? And they're going to be making nothing. And I just got out of this rehab, and this rehab, you work for the rehab at the end, and they pay you some money, and then you can leave, right? So I had like 200 bucks or something, yeah. like nothing yeah. to pay for food and everything, right? 
And uh, so I go to the store to buy a hammer. Yeah. And fucking, um, they, uh, I'm looking at the hammers, and the hammers are like, they're like 50 bucks, like expensive. Why? What's a $50 hammer? I don't know. I get, they're big hammers. They're like Good 40, hammer. 50 bucks. Nice yeah. hammer. The space age hammers. Well, I'm looking, well, I guess it's like all the hammers that they would, that I should be getting are like at the least 40 bucks. And I find this one really small hammer off to the side. And I didn't know this, the OP Nation, but I guess there's like a, like a, like a tack hammer, like to hang pictures, like in an apartment, like this. You know right. what I mean? And the other hammers are for like driving nails, like carpenters. Yeah. So I get this little hammer, right? And I bring it to work. And it's the first day of work, right? And I come in, and one of like the El Salvadorian like foremans, he sees me. His name is Bulmaro. And Bulmaro sees me, and he sees my hammer, and he just starts crying, laughing. And he grabs the hammer. It's my first day there in front of everybody. And he holds the hammer up above his head. So he pinches it between his fingers. And he holds it up as high as he can, right? And everybody lo- stops and looks at it. And he, he looks at me and he goes, cheapy hammer. <laughs> everybody just starts dying laughing. And the rest of the time I was there, everybody called me cheapy hammer. That's a great story. It was a good story. I love it. And then I got high with um, Eddie, Eduardo. Um, and that was part of the story that I'll never tell in Dopey. But he ended up overdosing in my friend's sober living, and uh, that was the end of that job. I'm supposed to make you tell the story now? No, go ahead. Um, let's call uh, Brian. So, give who's Brian? I don't know if Brian's clean. I was talking to a friend of mine that Brian was coming on, and she was like, is Brian clean? I was like, yeah, he's clean, but I don't know if he's clean. Brian's uh, an attorney that I know from meetings. From meetings? Okay, he's in like a childhood no. friend or something no. like that? He's just... I don't, listen, I don't know how good he's going to be either. He's just always kind of pretty funny in the meetings. All right, well, let's um, let's have him on. Does he have a story? Does he know the format? Does he know anything? I told him a little bit. Did there. you tell him to give a story? I'll tell you what I wrote, what I told him. He said, Brian, just come on. We're going to bullshit for a bit. You don't have to tell a story or anything. That's what. That's I, what you wrote. I don't know why. That's I, what you wrote. I don't know why I texted him that. That's You're so weird. <laughs> why would I text him that? He needs to have a story. No, that's what I wrote. I wrote. Oh. Um, Are you getting back at me for I'm, pretending it wasn't recording? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I wrote. He wrote. What time? Also, I need to know what we're doing. LOL. Like, what do I need to be prepared for? And I wrote. Funny, horrible, using stories. Funny recovery stories. Perils of getting clean, etc. He says, "How long?" I say, "Like twenty minutes or so." Maybe less. He says, Coolio, what time? Okay, I'll call him. Here we go. All right, that's good. That's what you read? Yeah. That's better. Is that better? I'm a little bit at ease. Okay. He's a smart guy. He's an attorney. He's an attorney. Yeah, he'll be smart. Yeah. He's got to be a good talker, too. Is he a litigator? Because that'd be even better. Ask him. Yeah. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. You're on the show. So anything you say is now on the show. Okay. <laughs> how are you? Great. How well, are you? I'm with I'm with my podcasting partner, Chris. What's up, Brian? Hey, Chris. How are you, man? I'm good. Brian, are you a litigator? I I am. You are. <laughs> so it's good. You should I've be done ver- a lot of stuff, but you should huh? be verbose and eloquent and articulate. Then that's one theory. He's also a very good photographer. Yeah. Oh. He takes really cool pictures. <laughs> Right? Strike two. 
Yeah. Are you? At, I think Brian's at the office right now, burning the midnight oil. I, I am at the office. You were going to call me on the office line. Oh fuck! Let me call you right back. I'm sorry. I'll call you right back. All right, bye. Bye. You got his office line? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> hi, David. Is that better? So much better. You sound better too. Yeah, I look better too. I look better on the on the landline. I'm sure we should do some fucking uh, live video dopey eventually. <laughs> so I haven't seen so you in a up? long time. I know. I've um, yeah, just virtually. I'm sick of you virtually, but I don't see you in person. So. Right? Yeah, we see a lot of each yeah. other on on Facebook and such. And you're sick of me? I thought you loved my stuff. <laughs> I do love your stuff. I love your kid. Yeah, Your my, kid's amazing. She is amazing. I appreciate that. Uh, are, are you still clean? Yeah. That's the spirit. That's the stuff. Yes. Um, Thank God. I'm knocking wood. Yeah, me too. I'm knocking wood yeah. for all of us. Um, what was I going to say? Um, so we do this. Have you ever listened to the show or you just figured you'd wing it? Um, wing it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a trial attorney, so I wing it. Do you do any big time trials? Not anymore. I mean, I've done lobbying and I did the court stuff every day for like years. Now I'm in a massive firm and I never go to court. So I've done all of them. But, um, I wish I could go to court more, but now I just, I'm in this, I'm buried in an office. Um, but mm. it sure is a pretty office. And at night it must be nice to be alone. In the office. Oh, this I'm alone. There's a ton of people here. Really? It's crazy. Yeah, this place runs 24-7. It's nuts. Brian, was there ever a point where you could smoke crack at the office? Um, yes. Not this office. Hmm. No, I would lock my door. I can actually see the office where I used to do that out the window. Um, you made it across, across the street. Way. Yeah, it was another office when I was litigating. I would come and I would lock the door and I would smoke crack in my office. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm old school. Brian, have you ever heard of the Businessman's High? No, what is that? It's a DMT. It's a really powerful hallucinogenic that lasts about 20 minutes, and they call it the Businessman's High because you can lock your door and trip balls for 20 minutes and then go out and talk to your peers. Nice. I mean, you know, the beauty of crack is you can do it for like four minutes and then you can do it again for another four minutes. You can do it again for another four minutes. But could you ever get out of the office is the question. Could you ever no, unlock no. the door? No, I mean, there were times when I would like do it in the middle of the day. It was, it was insane. I mean, that's when it was bad. That's when I was going like, you know, all night and then changing a shirt and going into the office and then working all day and then going up all night again. I mean, it would be like three, four days in a row, but I would still show up at work. I don't, I mean, I could not do that today, but then I could. Brian, did you ever day. get caught at work? Did you ever what? Did you ever get caught at work? No, no. no. Well, not officially. No, I didn't get caught. No, I didn't get caught in the act. What did you get um, caught? What, what happened? What was the unofficial well, I catching mean, I, you? you know, after, after you, you know, you think you're fooling everyone, but then, you know, there's this, I mean, there's a realization, like, years later, like, some, I mean, whether they knew exactly what was going on, they knew something was up. Um, there was probably, like, this was a mid-sized firm when I was doing this, so it was, like, probably, I don't know, probably 60 lawyers, and, um, 
I mean, they were, you know, it's, they were younger and they're older, right? So the older, I'm sure, didn't have a clue. They knew something was up. Um, some of the younger probably did, but nobody, right. I mean, nobody would have guessed crack. They probably just thought coke or something. Do you know what I mean? So you never like yeah. shared the crack pipe with any of your fellow litigators. I did not. No, no, that's a yet. <laughs> and did you did you ever get high before you litigated? I got okay. This was. I mean. It was funny because this morning, you know, I don't think about this every day anymore. Yeah. But um, I, I would go to, so I would be out all night, right, with these people that were on, they lived on Houston, and they were basically, I think they were trust fund people, they would basically just go all night, and it would be like just, I don't know, probably five or six people rolling in and out of there, and you just would forget what time it was. It's right on the same street as midnight. It's literally across the street and down the, like down half a block. And, um, like a crack, so, like a classic crack house down there. Yeah, I mean, he, this guy was um, the guy who had it had gotten an apartment from his parents. It's this beautiful, like, two bedroom apartment in a really great building, but they had never it hadn't been painted ever since his parents had bought it in like the probably in the forties or fifties. Um, and he had gotten it, so he would you know had all this money, and he would have uh, you know. A bunch of guys come over, and they would be in various rooms at various points. And he always had a lot of crack, and it just you would forget what time it was. Um, and I don't remember how I ended up there originally. Probably phone lines, because that was what we did back in the day. And um, yeah, I would go there, and then I would have like court. I would have to be, you know, you do motions practice, so I would have to go to one of the boroughs. And I remember, see, this is legit went to Bronx Supreme Court to do motions practice so you have to run between floors you're appearing on this case before this judge and in this case before that judge and I had been over there and I went to court I went to court with, with my everything my pipe and crack and all this stuff I was sweating I was wearing one of the borrowed shirts my suit from the day before showing up for a court appearance and I would go and then this is not a joke. I would go into the bathroom with a plastic bodega bag, wait for everyone to get out, take a hit, blow it into the bag, breathe it back in, blow it in, blow it out. Um, Huffing crack I, smoke <laughs> in the court bathroom? In Bronx Supreme. In the bathroom in Bronx Supreme. In between <laughs> motion skulls. Chris, did you ever huff crack smoke? I've never been an attorney. <laughs> well, that's a whole other thing. I never if huffed crack smoke, no. Bag, it t- does two things. Doesn't go away. Doesn't get in the air and stink. And then you can have it right back. Yeah, but, but even crack smoke, I feel like even if it got into the air, it's like it's a stink that most people aren't familiar with. No, they wouldn't identify it. And you know, by the you eventually have you can't walk out with a full bag of smoke. But eventually, you do it. Um, <laughs> that would be funny if you, you know, could I, sell a bag of crack smoke. <laughs> there were times in my life when I would have bought it. Yeah. No lie, I would have traded. You know peace for it yeah um for bags yeah, no, of smoke was, that was as bad as it got you know and then i would get in the like livery car and i would pay him to <laughs> so bad i would pay him to like, not say anything when he smoke crack in the back of his car and i would go straight back to the person's place on houston and you know because they would think i was at court and then i would show up at you know, work again, delirious, and then probably go out the night before, you know, the next night. It would, like, would they drive you anywhere, or would you just get in the car to smoke? No, that would be when I was done. I don't, I can't even imagine what these people 
because it's not like you do motions practice, like it's just you and you're filling out papers. You know, you have to like interact with clerks and other lawyers. And I, I mean, I guess that's, uh, I don't remember their faces. I don't remember, you know, I don't remember that and I don't do that work anymore, so I don't see them, but I can't, I don't, I, it had to have been obvious, but I don't know, somehow I pulled it off. Um, yeah. I know. I pulled it off. And and one thing about Brian, besides being incredibly funny and sweet and and well spoken, is uh, and very kind. When I got to this meeting where I met him at, he gave me. Um, remember my hot yoga story? He gave me the free hot yoga card. Brian just was like, "This might be good for you," so he gave it to me. And the other thing about Brian, and I'm just going to say this, and if you want me to take it out, I'll take it out. But. Um, uh, Brian is a, is like a hardcore relapser, um, and uh, and and just to get back on the horse the way you have, it, it's I think it shows incredible character. Like, does it make you crazy, or do you feel you feel like everything had to happen the way it had to happen? I mean, you know, what am I going to do? How how am I going to hold it? I mean, I've like I think I came in January fifteenth, two thousand one. I mean, my relapses were mostly. At the very beginning, I would relapse for maybe three, four days at a time. But ever since, every, you know, six to nine months, I'd have, like, one night relapse. And that would be it. Like, I'm the guy who can go smoke crack for three hours and come back the next day and start counting again. I mean, I've probably started, I don't know, 50, 60 times again. But the people, I remember the people I came in with, you know, a lot of them are dead. There are a lot lot of people with, with what I thought was much cuter sobriety that are, you know, They've been dead 10 years. So, I don't know. With somebody who's been, like, connected to the program for, like, almost 17 years, I know that I've got more meetings under my belt than most of the people I came in with. And it's kept it that way for me, you know? Like, I never went away. I never didn't have a sponsor. I've been to every inpatient, every outpatient. I've been to... um, I've done everything, like, five times. But, you know... I don't know what else you can do. What are you going to do? Just go die? Well, some people would just go die, but you didn't just go die. You got clean and, yeah. you know. Yeah. And no, I've had a lot of, I mean, I ended up on the subway tracks one time in a relapse, broke everything. What was that story? Uh, that was 23rd Street. Um, it's probably day three, and I went to this guy's place, and... He was doing crack and he had a safe and I think he sold crystal. This was this was when crystal was just starting. But he also he liked crack himself, but he also liked GHB. So he dosed we dosed me with GHB and then he said his boyfriend was on the way home and I was like, I'm not I'm not here for that. So I left, but it was before the GHB had really hit and because <laughs> I'm a I'm a frugal crackhead <laughs> I went to the subway station at, it was the F train on 23rd and 6th because I lived down on Essex then and I'm standing on the platform you know waiting to catch the train and the, the G hit and the next thing you know I was like on the fucking tracks sorry can you swear I was on the tracks I landed on the first rail on my hip my right hip on my right uh, oh my car. god it was Insane! These people were trying to pull me up. They were pulling me up from my, my collarbone was busted, and they were trying to pull me up off the tracks by my right arm. And I was swinging at them with my left because I thought it was—it was—I've never felt more pain in my life. 
Oh my god! So how did they get you off the tracks? They, one guy pushed, jumped down. They pushed me up, and then he jumped up. Wow. It looks like it's really. It looks like it's really uh, like not that high. It's really fucking high. Really. To it's, get up and out is insane. It's got to be like five feet, right? Four and a half. No, five no, feet. no, no, no. It's way more than that. Really. It's incredible. It's, it's like an optical double, illusion, it, huh? It really is. I landed just right. I mean, I literally landed like. Like, if you drew the line from, like, my right collarbone down to my right hip, I landed like that. Like, I could have... How did you fall in? Well, I don't know. Did you ever do GHB, Chris? I did GHB twice, and... Yeah, the, when, you, when you get dosed, when you get dosed too much, you just fall out. It's like you just pass out. So, Brian, the second time I did it, I was in Harlem. I've, I've told you, this is the Mountain Blast Power. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was in... And, I was in Harlem and this guy had a bottle of GHB and I asked for some and he gave it to me and he thought I knew what I was doing and I just chugged like five gulps uh, of it. And he, I, all, yeah. all I remember is he goes, you're fucked, get away from me. And then I woke yeah. up in the emergency room. Under yeah. somebody else's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, G is scary because that's the thing. When G first came out, the, there were people dropping dead left and right because they didn't know you couldn't be drunk on it or drink with it because I guess it just stops your heart. Or, I was drunk. I may be spreading information, but I know you can't mix G and, and alcohol because it kills you. So when it first like hit New York, like probably late 90s, people were dropping dead. Like the guy who used to run one of the clubs here dropped dead, a big muscle queen. And then, yeah, it's scary. Yeah. That is scary. Is, and you just fell out me. onto the tracks. Fell out onto the tracks. They pulled me up. I was in St. Vincent's. Was, I went to St. Vincent's. St. Vincent's was very much like, you know, put you together. They can't do anything for, a, like, a, I cracked my hip and I broke my collar. They really can't do anything for either of those. The guy comes in and he's like, can you, can you walk? And I get up and I go, no. He hands me two dilated. He comes back like 15 minutes later. He goes, can you walk? I go, fuck, I can dance, man. <laughs> and they put me right on the street with a pair of crutches and I got on the bus and I went home. And then I woke up and it was like, you didn't take the subway, though. No, I took the bus. I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. That's classic. Um, so, so what happened? How'd you get sober? What you know? Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, well, yeah. What happened, Brian? What's the good? What's the what good? What's, what's the? How'd you get out of it? Tell us uh, some uh, recovery. Piece. Yeah, give us some recovery. <laughs> give shit. us some of the other side. Yeah, give us the good stuff. Uh, you know, though, I mean, the recovery shit is um, just keep coming. I mean, keep coming back. Yeah. Like that's the deal. Like you get to the point. For me, for like, this is what my story looks like. I'm the guy, you know, not wood, that gets, that has gotten to come back, you know? I mean, has the disease progressed? Fuck yeah. Has it, is, am I fighting a different disease than I was fighting the January 15, 2001 when I walked in the door? Fuck yes. Fuck yes. I mean, I was, you know, I've been drinking alcoholically since I was 12. I didn't do drugs till I hit New York, like at 31. And with three years later, I was in the rooms. I mean, that's how fast it was. Mm. Um, but then it's been 17 years of, you know, fine-tuning it. And, you know, the one-day relapse is what has turned out for me, what I've found in the last, like, this what last wave of sobriety has been about um, going to Al-Anon, which is crazy that I'm saying that. Um, but that's where I'm getting my relief right now. That's where... Why, what made you go to Al-Anon? Um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what you know about Al-Anon. Like, I, I'm legit, you know, come by it honestly. You know, my mom was alcoholic, drug addict. My dad wasn't around.
you know, raised either were or were raised by alcoholics. So it's like this thing where you get kind of imprinted with this coping or lack of coping mechanism, and it's like generational. And it's part of, you know, I happen to be a drug addict alcoholic, but I also happen to be like insanely alanonic. And, and in that, I don't know how to have proper relationships where I take care of myself in them, you know? Like, Is it like properly, codependency stuff or? Codependency, like putting other people first, people pleasing to the, to the degree of, you know, you, you, if there's an alcoholic in the house, you're so focused on keeping and controlling them or keeping everything afloat that every single thing that is that is related to self-care for you just gets pushed aside. Right. And if you do it for long enough, you have no, like, I had no, like, self-care skills. Mm. So I'd spend literally, like, I would go to a meeting after, like, a, a relapse where I almost, you know, end up get, getting killed. And I would... My concern would be how other people were going to feel about it. And that's not a joke. And wow. that's actually, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's all-consuming and, um, yeah. Your self-worth so is totally determined by other it's people. basically, you know, the way they talk about, you know, AA is about not doing, I mean, about doing specific things. And Al-Anon is about not, you know, not doing things, like saying no a lot. So that's actually where I'm getting... Like boundaries and stuff, you mean? Boundaries and just like, you know, what's your shit? What's my shit? And if you don't, if you have a problem with something that I'm doing, like, you know, the whole, like, what other people think is not our business, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, when you get down to it, it's actually like, for me, it was like life-threatening. And it's not an exaggeration. Because I would be like sitting on so much, like, pressure and trying to control things that I couldn't control that... You know, it's like the steam. Eventually, it's got to blow. You know, and it would usually blow at the end of like a sixty-five hour work week on a Friday night. You know, after like holding everything in, trying to keep everyone happy, and then finally, you know, ending up <clears throat> in Midtown smoking crap with somebody that I knew was smoking all the time. Yeah. Right. You know, it was the same person. It was the same scenario. And it was what the you know it was. I would discover it was like my idol would just get really high. And I could see it, you know, idling higher and higher and higher as the week got along. And then just not really saying anything. I mean, it's about being honest or being willing to be honest in a way that's, you know, blows off the steam and gets it off of you. But Brian, when's yeah. the last time that happened? Um, I'm six months in. I had a, I had a two-hour relapse six months ago. Wow. But you know what? I mean, that, I don't, I'm not going to use it as an excuse. But you know, I you remember I got stabbed coming home on East Ninth, right? Yeah, I remember it well. Yeah, in December, that was I was sober. There was nothing, nothing bad about that. I just happened to be in the wrong place on my block at the wrong time, and the PTSD coming off of that, like, was gnarly. Yeah. Um, he got stabbed. You want to tell the story, no. or do you not want to tell the story? I mean, it's not a. It's I was coming home. I passed these two guys that had been on the block for like an hour and a half. It was like right by Vasalka. Um, they'd been, been hanging out. There was a rub and tug massage parlor there. I thought it was legit the entire time I lived there. I didn't have a clue. Um, but they had been in there. They were drinking on the street. They looked clean. They looked, you know, young Latino kids. I walked by. They, I looked at them because my building's like right beyond them and I'm passing them, right? And I look over just to check and it's like two in the morning and they go, um, what the fuck are you looking at, faggot? And I said, go fuck yourself. And I shouldn't have said that. 
and they came up beside me and um, one of them had a box cutter and you know was cutting back of my head open and stabbing me in the back and knocking me on the ground yeah like Holy it happened in like 10 seconds shit. so it was yeah. like a hate th- it was a hate thing well, that's you know. I remember the. I remember what they said, and it came in the context. I don't know if it was, you know, technically, yeah. Did they prosecute it that way? No, because I wasn't gonna. I was too freaked out. Technically, mm. yes. If if you look at the statute, was it technically a hate crime? Yeah. Did it get prosecuted that way? No. Well, Brian, they had Brian, video, they Brian. had DNA. They had um. They had credit cards received. They had everything. They didn't want or need my testimony because I could just fuck it up because I, you know, yeah. I wasn't. Well, I wasn't Brian, shot. Brian, Brian. Never mind the um, the legal, you know, jargon yeah, and yeah. territory. Uh, were you not gay? Do you think it would have gone down that way? Um. Uh, I don't think I look gay. He doesn't look particularly gay. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I I wasn't, and I wasn't, it was like two in the morning. I was a block from my house. I'm not trying to pick up two, what the hell am I going to do with two 20-year-olds? I mean, let's be real. It was the fact that you said, go fuck yourself, and they were feeling themselves. I I felt like I was on my block. I mean, by the cell gut. It's like, it's not like, you know, I was in a dangerous neighborhood. I was, it's like. Second Ave and, and Ninth Street. But it's funny. You're giving New York a bad uh, no, no, a bad no, no, no. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's funny because we're living in a fucking castrated New York City right now, and you think it's safe everywhere, but these yeah. little pockets of ultra violence are still around. I well, because you hear the story, and the first thing I think is like '80s New York, and I think that it doesn't exist that's what anymore. It felt like, yeah. Do you remember there was this like wave? This is like December 2015. There was like this wave of people getting stabbed on the subway, people getting stabbed in the East Village. It feels like it just bubbles up, and mm-hmm. I was in the middle of that. And they were trying to think if it was related, and it wasn't related to. I mean, there was some guy that hadn't gotten stabbed like two weeks prior on 14th and like. A and they were like, no, it's not related. It's just this kind of they, the city. They had like, it burps it up every now and then. They had remember in London like two years ago the acid in the face thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the same thing. I'm telling you, no matter how wealthy and safe New York seems, there's always going to be this undercurrent of of poor people that want to go out and flex a little bit and go nuts. But I work That's with half these guys. They were down there, and you know they did. They asked them why they did it, and these you know. It, it fucked these kids up. I mean, I, you know. What did they say? I mean, they said they had no idea why they did it. And they were a little high and they were a little drunk. And if anyone can, like, kind of, if, I, if anyone can have compassion for somebody making a fucked up, shitty decision while impaired, I mean, I can have empathy for that. I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to put them off the hook. They're in, you know, one was in jail for attempted murder. I think he's got, like, nine or ten years. The other one who was just kicking me. When after the guy stabbed me, is I think I think he didn't get any time, but he's basically got a record and it's gonna yeah. follow him. You know, like they're fucked. It's right? a crazy story. Yeah, it's a and crazy story. And it was like a, yeah. like within a minute, you know, their entire life changed and mine too. I didn't yeah. even know I had been stabbed. I thought they I thought they had um, knocked me down, and I thought that's how my head got split open because I could feel my head was split open, and I didn't know they were stabbing me in the back. I thought they were kicking me. So like I got up, I gra- they ran off. I don't know what they must have heard some noise. You can see on the tape. All of a sudden they just run off. I get up, I grab my head, I ran up into my apartment. Had no idea I'd been stabbed in the back. Take my shirt off, right? I'm looking in the mirror, holding my head to stop from bleeding, and then I start passing out. I keep coming to in my apartment, like in a pool of blood. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I shit you not, I grab a red T-shirt that doesn't have stab marks in it, right? Because I've just taken my other one off. 
still don't know I've been stabbed. I put on a red T-shirt and I go downstairs. I get in the cab, and he's like, "Yeah, no, we're pulling over." Apparently, there's like always a uh, uh, ambulance in the East Village, like twenty four seven. They came over. I didn't tell them I was stabbed. I have no stab marks in my back. They can't figure out my lung collapse. I can't breathe. I don't find out I'm stabbed until I get to the hospital. They cut my shirt off, and they're like, "Oh, you've been stabbed." I was like, "Who's been stabbed?" I had no idea. Oh my god, <laughs> so crazy. And then they you came over and were like, here's two Dilladens. Do you think you've still been stabbed? <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine? I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So, that, I mean, after that, like I had a year after that where I thought I was like, you know, I can like, push through everything. I was back at work like eight days later. Uh, like I just kind of pushed through because that's what that You were at the do. meeting like the next day or two days afterwards. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and then what happened? crazy. What were you going to say? You so, said... No, so I think it just, it kind of, you know, there's a boomerang with that shit, and I think it boomeranged, and it, uh, I think that's, I don't want to blame the last few laps on that, but I was kind of sitting on a lot of shit, um, and yeah. it was super fast, and it was like, you know, three hours, and it was over, but that's why I have six months right now, but I feel good. You sound good. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you'd be, I, I knew you'd be killer on the show. You tell great <laughs> stories. Yeah. Well... I, it's um, it's been a it's been a ride. I mean, I lo- you know I love AA. There's nothing better than fucking New York AA. I mean, the best like it used to be a dollar. Now it's best two dollars a down. Right? <laughs> Seriously. No, I agree. So, um, yeah. And you're in Brooklyn now, right? I moved to Brooklyn. So you know, like three months after I got stabbed, um, they some like douchebag hedge fund kids bought my building, raised my rent, literally a thousand dollars. I was like, all right, I got it. I'll leave. Now I live in like great garden apartment, like three times the size for a couple hundred dollars more. It's amazing. Brooklyn you like amazing. it? But I don't yeah. get to see you anymore. Nah. But I live in Long you Island move too. First, buddy, don't yeah. blame me. No, I know, <laughs> I know. But um, but we should go, Brian. But thank you so much right. for, for coming on. We love that. Yeah. And if All right. And you should come up with another story, and we'll get you on in a, in a few weeks. Oh yeah. Well. I'll see what I can do. Uh, we didn't hear right, the stories; just came naturally. It was amazing. <laughs> but this guy's got a billion of them. Are you kidding me? He's a crackhead lawyer. It's the best. <laughs> right, I love you, Brian. My, Thank uh, you. That's going to be my memoir, crackhead lawyer. Yeah. Like it was a like caveman lawyer. That was Saturday Night Live. You don't probably don't remember. No, that. I remember that. It was great. Gay crackhead lawyer. It could be way better. God, it's such a cliche now. Is it? I, I don't think so. I, think I know a million of them. Well, there you go. All right, Brian. All right, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks, Brian. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. What a gem. Good call. I told Good you. Good call. What do you mean I told you? I, I, well, you, listen. You needed some redemption. Right. And you redeemed yourself with Brian. Well, I'm just saying this guy is a classic New York drug addict yeah you know I mean that's some classic New York shit I didn't think I wasn't going to mention the stabbing because he was traumatized this shit's crazy bro he was in so much trouble when when he came back it was like he he was shooken up and um what a horrible thing but great dopey guest great um let's do an email great alright uh this email is from Eric I'm not going to say his last name good for you uh And uh, just listen up, Dopey Nation. This email affected us. Hey, Chris and Dave. I've been promising myself I'd email you guys mainly because of Dave's shameless begging for people to send emails. Also, though, because this podcast is fucking hilarious. I started listening two weeks ago, and I've listened to every one of them in that two weeks. 
I'm going to keep this short this time because I'm fucking exhausted. I enjoyed Chris's IV Coke story so much, I decided, fuck me, I miss Coke and picked up for a while. In a matter of days, I was shooting dope, my true love. I don't know why some of us crave Coke when clean, because as soon as it hits, I'm like, for fuck's sake, what the fuck am I going to do now? Anyways, I want to make it perfectly clear that my recent relapse had everything to do with me and my bullshit excuses for using rather than you guys and your awesome podcast. Absolutely no fault lies with either of ye. I'm 42 years old and my decisions are mine and mine alone. If I'm being honest, I had known for a while I was going to shoot something. To wrap this up, you guys are funny as fuck because I lived in Boston 20 years, originally from Ireland. I love Chris's Boston references and even Dave's wicked Boston accent. Nice. As funny as you guys are, of some of your guests, kind of blow man. That dude Sam Kutler, or whatever it was, a straight wanker. The whole time he spoke, I was hoping the call dropped or he had a heart attack. Anything to shut him up. He just wouldn't shut the fuck up and didn't even answer any questions. He just kept preaching his dull view on drugs and saved the kid's horse shit he was spouting. How about you go shit in the hat, Sam, you fucking handjob? I feel like you stole a whole podcast from us. You can edit whatever you think inappropriate. Stay strong, dopey nation. Toodles. I forgot he said that last bit. Is that upsetting? I think well, it's I think that's a negative review. We did get on Facebook somebody who loved Sam's thing. There was a couple of positive ones, but that negative one kind of trumped all the positive ones. <laughs> it did trump them. Because um, all the positive ones were like, yay, Dave, you got to interview someone you liked. You know, Although I did hear from some people who liked it, but I love Eric's review is uh, right he's to the point. He's true dopey nation. You know, he's true dopey nation. And I'm telling you, any heroin addict relapses on coke, because it's a quick ride to get heroin. Yeah, you know if if I you know if you do coke and you're a heroin addict, you're gonna. You have get to heroin. have a landing gear. Yeah, I mean it's. I wouldn't even get heroin if I re, if I shot coke, and I relapsed. I get too neurotic to cop drugs. It's hard for me to go into a liquor store and buy booze, but the, I'm gonna go buy booze. You know. You mean on the on the? Coke? I mean that once I shoot coke, I'm so scared of everything that like it's hard for me to even go. Well, you also coke. it's like, but I have to get but, something. But I think this has to do with your design, the, your inability to be honest with yourself. Explain. Okay, if it was me, just if you shot, you couldn't shoot coke. You can't. No, no. If it was, if I was relapsing on coke, I, you the, never would. No, it's no. impossible. No, no, no. If this is how it could go, it's like I could have a thought. That I would want, I would never just relapse on coke. But if I did, I would. I, I remember, I've had so many times where I've done coke, where whoever I was with, I would say, "Wait a second, do you have pills?" Like, okay, put them on the table right now, because I'm gonna need them. Like, or you I'd would do like, a plan ahead. I would. That's I, true. I, if I had coke, if I had, if I was gonna shoot coke, there's no way I would shoot coke without having something else. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is no, but you're dishonest with yourself, and you'd be like, I think I want to shoot some coke. I don't really, I don't really care about getting coke, and you wouldn't have it. But for me, I would like prepare. I'd be like, I'm not getting coke without this, 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 and this. And then you would be stuck in the room with just coke. No, I would, I would go buy booze after. Right, and then once you were drunk, you'd go to fucking. Then I'd go get heroin. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That is literally exactly what I would do. I never really like if if, because like if I didn't have a connect, I only copped on the street if I had drinks. You know, if you had a connect, if I didn't have a connect and I was copping on the street, I needed to be socially lubricated in order to do it. I swear. And then I get, if I get too, I get like, I get like, 
you know, I'm a very mild mannered person, but if I get shit faced, I go into the hood and I am like, I think I'm the most gangster motherfucker out there. Yeah, I, I start speaking jive and you know what I mean. And I'm like aggressive and shit. It's not good. Um, Let's I just, have a little one minute thing and then we'll close out. I'm gonna play. We got a 20 minute voice memo from this guy Caleb. And we can't play the whole thing. It's too much. I just thought the end of it was kind of funny because he, he gets very defensive of Dopey. And, um, protective. Protective. All right. And, and the fact that you guys can talk about essentially your shortcomings and hilarious fucking stories, that is what the heat of addiction is for a lot of people. And so for anybody hating on you guys, I'm going to say it right now. Fuck you and fuck your podcast. If you guys are critical of fucking Dopey Nation and all this shit, you got one star fucking reviews or whatever. You know what? You're probably not a drug addict and you probably haven't fucking been there. And if you have been there and you're still being an asshole, you're probably not going to stay sober for very long. And you probably don't know what your shortcomings are because you can't fucking talk about them. So kudos to you guys, man. I fucking love what you're doing. Dave and Chris, man, you guys stay strong. Uh, Feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, I've been in touch with you guys a couple times. Um, And uh, fuck yeah, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Keep those needles away from the Beatles because the Beatles fucking eat every piece of wood in sight. And if you're a standing tree, you're going to fall down and die, motherfucker. So uh, yeah, stay strong, Dopey Nation. And toodles. Whoa! That was high octane shit. Wow! <laughs> Keep the needles away from the beetles because they're gonna eat the wood and you all fall down. I knew you'd like that bit. Wow! He's just this guy's going. He could be going. our announcer. Maybe. It was too bad. His voice memo was twenty minutes. It was all over the place. It was too all over the place to play. There was so much stuff that I wanted to talk about that I forgot about this. We episode. can do that on episode one hundred and six, my friend, which you are going to introduce. Because your father said we need to. Why? Because I do everything my daddy tells me to do? Pretty much. Okay. Stay strong. (laughs) Don't be nice. Drop us a review on iTunes. More reviews than Omar. More More reviews reviews than than Omar. Omar. I like Um, that you're on board with this. Why are you on board with this now? I want more reviews than home. Uh, the new thing I'm going to implant in your head. Why do you, do you know want what home you... is? Do you know what home yeah. is? It's two women talking about recovery, and they have like 350 reviews. We, we just need to be an Omar. Why? Because oh, Omar thinks Omar's... he's better than us. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He does. he does. Omar is the man, dude. Oh, yeah, by the way, Dopey Nation, if you want to go listen to the most recent episode, which it will not be when we air this, but a couple episodes ago, my sister Arden was on Omar's podcast, the Share Podcast. And uh, she talks about what it was like to witness me being a little drug addict kid. No. Oh. Yeah. Well, why doesn't so Arden come hear, on? Why doesn't Arden come on? She Dopey? came on Dopey, and I deleted it by accident. By accident. I did. Like story. So, like, do you story. think I did it on purpose? Uh, do you think I deleted Dave Marshall's podcast on purpose? May he rest in peace. Yeah. Fucking Dave Marshall. Yeah. Fucking. Dave oh, Marshall. Uh, so drop us a review on iTunes. Period. Like us on Facebook. More reviews than Omar. Uh, follow us on Reddit. Follow us on Instagram. I don't give a fuck about Twitter. I don't even know what's going on over there. You're Send such a self-centered email. piece of shit. It's my whole life. <laughs> Send us an email. It's my whole life. And first and what are you doing? How about the a fucking voice memo Chris, that's like five Chris, to seven minutes? Shut up. What? I want them to be on Twitter. I want them to tweet at Artie. That's what I, I want. I don't care about Twitter. Oh, yeah. Tweet at Artie. That'd be pretty cool. 
And um, what's you're such a fucking jerk, man. <laughs> I'm fucking doing Twitter all day. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about Twitter. I'm the holster. You're coming on me. Eat your vitamins. Say your prayers. You're listening to me. Okay. What's wrong with you? You just don't like it when I get on a roll. That's all. It your is. roll fucking steps all over my whole fucking life. You deserve to get. I sit here tweeting <laughs> like an idiot, and you're like, who cares? Can't you just throw me a bone for Christ's sake? Look at my Instagram post. They're on point, homie. Everyone gives you that shit. I swear to God, this Chris is damaged. He's got serious, serious mental illness. What are you talking about? I'm talking about. Oh, he didn't want to do. He somebody didn't, emailed us from the state of Washington, and they said that the term SMI uh, yeah, there we go. is catching on oh in God. their town because of us. Severe mental illness, my friend. Do you want me to erase the Twitter account? No, keep it up. You're doing good work. So I, so, I respect it. So what the I'm fuck? Happy. You tell them who cares about it? I don't say who cares about Instagram, where everyone spoon-feeds everything to you. Here, Chris, put this up. <laughs> and then you go, LOL, <laughs> that's funny. Every- I like it because I get so much stuff, I get to be judicious about what I You post. make me <laughs> sick. You're a fucking asshole. I don't know how you live with yourself. All right, uh, stay strong and toodles, look, my... Look, someone just liked my tweet just now. Oh, Do you want to hear the tweet? Here's the tweet. Let's hear it. Now that... This is at Donald Trump. Okay. Now that at Donald Trump is addressing the and hashtag opioid crisis, there's no way Dopey isn't going to blow up. That's the best you could come up with? I have a better one. You want to hear the better one? Sure. All right. Yeah, I'm not good at it, but that's no reason to tell them not to be a part of my Twitter world. Yeah, like Dave's tweets, he's not in a good spot. No, this is very hard for me to deal yeah. with. And, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I, I should do it for no reason so you could tell them not to pay attention to it. But what good does that do anything? Yeah, follow us on Twitter, guys. And then, you know, this is... Read but, another one, and then we're closing this shit up. No, 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 I'm not... This is my, my favorite tweet that I ever made. This is how bad I am. I said, This opioid crisis is a huge conspiracy for Donald Trump to buy fentanyl from China to keep us under his tyrannical control. Stay strong. But wait, did anybody like it? Five people. There you go. But hold on, then. But then somebody wrote back the best thing that I've ever read on Twitter in the dopey world. She said that Trump was as useful as a nun's twat. <laughs> All right, and with that, dopey nation. Here, this president is as useful as a nun's twat. More money for the war. Yeah, I'm not into Twitter either, man. I don't, I don't even. I don't know how I'm even trying to keep up with this. Yeah, thing. never mind, guys. You don't have to do anything for Twitter. Uh, but with that, Ugh, stay strong. Man. And what do you have any me? Final words of wisdom. Yeah, tweet it already. Tell them you want them to do dopey. Okay. And if any of you want to do the Twitter account, you get write me 15 tweets. And I'll use those. You could be my Twitter uh, ghostwriter like Chris has all you motherfuckers doing Instagram for him. And then the last thing is uh, send us a voice memo. Five to seven minutes yeah. if you want us to play it. Jesus Five Christ. to seven minutes. You Not think we're going to pay minutes. 30 minutes while you're fucking getting oil? I couldn't even. Caleb what are we going to do with that? Like three days ago. Like one week ago. I couldn't even listen to it until I was driving four hours to New York. What are we going to do with that? Because I'm such a busy guy. I got oh. a lot of stuff going on. Oh. I'm oh. burning it at both ends, David. Ugh. All right, uh, toodles. Before we go, I just want you to know that you disgust me. Okay, bye. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good until I 
get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. I want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had. And I want to take a ride up in the sky. Watch this airplane just pass me by. And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I want to be good so bad. Want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had. And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller. And it's time to where I stand. Shadow's getting smaller and smaller. And it's time to where I stand. Busted city far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find. And I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be good so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And these suckers make me mad And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had 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 And these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had